0: Praise the Lord. Well, let's open up in prayer tonight as we get ready. Praise God. Father God, we come to you tonight. We just worship you, Father. We magnify you. We thank you, Father, for what you have planned for this service tonight, what you have planned for the River Church, what you have planned for the people watching tonight, Lord. I thank you, Father, it all comes to pass. And we say, Holy Spirit, have your way tonight. Have your way in us In this service, in our families, in our church, we are yielded vessels. And I thank you, Father. My words will be your words, Father. I thank you for utterances tonight by the Spirit. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, say amen. Amen. Say, I'm going to be a participator. Praise God. The more you participate, the more you get. Amen? Amen. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's open our Bibles tonight to John chapter 10, verse 10. Praise God. John 10, 10. Um you know something's just been stirring up in me the last couple of days and um and I believe it's a word from the Lord for us. Amen. Yeah. We're going from glory to glory. Praise God and you know it's important to be a good um hearer, right? Yeah. You know what brother Hagan say, not very many people listen. It's important to listen. It's also important to be a doer. Yeah. Those who are listening they're doers. They ought to be doers, right? The Bible says a, a doer is blessed. Amen. Not just a hearer only, but a doer. So John 10.10 10 says the thief does not come to steal, kill, and to destroy. The thief comes to accept. I'm sorry, let me read that again. The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. So this is the, the plan of the enemy, the plan of the devil. He comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus, Jesus is talking here. It's red letters if you have a Bible that has the red letters in it. Jesus is saying, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Amen. God wants us to walk in the abundant life. But the enemy, he would try and come and steal, kill, and destroy. Anything that's um, of, not, anything that's bad is of the devil, right? Good God, bad devil. Just remember that. Praise God. Um, but we have an enemy, and he is the devil. And he will downplay his works in our life. He tries to come in sneakily, and he's very subtle. And he's not always loud and obvious. And um, I kind of want to talk tonight about, minister to you tonight, about being bold in resisting the devil. Amen. And not growing accustomed to how this world is living or things that have been coming up against you opposition it's so easy if you're going through things for a while and you're standing on the word you can become accustomed to living a certain way and if it's the enemy um, sometimes we can get to the place where we stop um, standing in the word we start we stop standing and believing with our faith amen so um, the devil he's not always loud and obvious yeah he comes in In little tiny ways, doesn't he? The Bible says it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. He comes in little tiny ways. It could be a little unforgiveness in your heart. Could be the offense towards somebody. Could be a wrong thought here and there about that family member, right? Could be the little small pains in your body. Oh, it's just a little headache. Um, could be just the way you respond. You know, you're not responding in love, um, You know, he doesn't always show up in a big announced way. He comes in these little areas. And if he were to come announced and say, hey, I'm the devil. I'm coming to put some unforgiveness in your heart. Mm -hmm. Right? Hey, I'm the devil. And I'm going to send you or I'm going to give you a bad thought. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's so obvious. That's not how the devil works. He's very sneaky and very sly. And so often he slips things in. He can slip things into our life. And we don't even know that, um, the enemy has put it there mm-hmm. and we, we can live with things that we shouldn't be living with. Amen. Mm-hmm. And say, but not me. Not, not me, not me. Amen. And you know, he'll usually, he'll present things in small doses, mm-hmm. a little here, a little there, yeah. a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, it's no big deal. It's just a little bit. Just a, I don't do it all the time. Just sometimes. I don't watch it all the time, just sometimes. I don't listen to it all the time, just sometimes. Just little doses here and there. That's how the devil works. He doesn't usually wrap his arms all around you at once and take you down. He presents you with a little something little here, a something little there, and pretty soon he's got you. That's how he works, amen? And uh, thank God we can be aware of his tactics, and we don't have to... uh, Uh, not know what he's doing and so it's so important in this day and age not to allow the spirit of the world how the world lives how the world thinks how, what the world's doing, not to let that creep into our lives, Mm -hmm. not to let that creep into our families, not to allow that to creep into our churches. Amen. Because what happens is when it creeps on in little things, the spirit of the world, if it will, if you'll, if we allow it to creep in, it becomes, it can become so intertwined with our life that um, we can't decipher what's wrong and right anymore. Uh And then we can't decipher what's from the devil and well that's just normal you know that headache that's just normal everyone gets headaches worry i mean everybody worries that's just normal you know uh barely making it well that's just normal i mean especially right now right see these little things that try and creep in the devil would like you to think it's normal he wants you to accept it and he wants you to live with it why so he can steal Heal and destroy your life. Yeah. But the Bible says, resist the devil yes. and he will flee. Yes, resist that headache and it will flee. Amen. Resist yes. that lack and it will flee. Amen. Resist that weakness and it will flee. Yes, James 4 7 8 says, Submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. Amen. It doesn't say he might flee. Yes. It doesn't say sometimes he flees it says submit to god in other words i'm going to do what god has told me to do i'm going to be obedient to the lord when i'm obedient to god and walking in his ways i'm submitted to him i'm not submitted to the world's ways i'm not submitted to my flesh what my flesh wants i'm submitted to god when i'm submitted to god i can resist the devil Mm -hmm. and he will flee from you And then it goes on to say, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God, not draw near to the world, not draw near to what you want, not draw near to what your flesh wants. It says, draw near to God. Have you drawn near to God this week? Mm -hmm. Did you draw near to God today? Mm -hmm. Did you spend time with Jesus? Did you take the time to sit down, close the door to your bedroom, open up your Bible, maybe turn on that, that worship music I sent you and just listen drawing near to god drawing near to god is important draw near to god and he will draw near to you cleanse your hands you sinners and purify your hearts you you double you double-minded (laughs) double-minded in other words don't be double-minded about what's right and what's wrong don't be double-minded about what you're going to allow in your house you've got to be of a single mind sickness you're not allowed in my house Poverty, you're not allowed in this house. Lack, you're not allowed in this house. Pain, disease, you're not allowed in this house. Uh, Growths, tumors, you're not allowed in this house. Arthritis, you're not allowed in this house. Don't be double minded, decide. Um, Uncleanness, you're not allowed in this house. Alcohol, drugs, you're not allowed in this house. Fornication—you're not allowed in this house. Yeah. So you've got to be bold about what's right. Yeah. We have to be bold about uh, God's ways and not be double-minded about it. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God! It says, "Cleanse your cleanse your hands and purify your hearts." You double-minded? Decide in your heart. You know, Pastor Marcus taught on Sunday. Make up your mind. This is what I'm having. This is what I'm not having in my house. If it's not God, it's not in my home. amen Amen. if it's not from heaven it doesn't belong in my family Mm. strife offense unforgiveness complaining that doesn't belong in heaven it surely isn't going to belong in my home Uh i resist those things and they will try to creep in why because we live in this world but the bible says we're not of this world jesus said i'm not of this world guess what you're not of this world either so you, we ought not to live like the world. Amen. And I'm, and I'm so glad we don't have to put up with the things that are in this world that people think are normal or that's just part of life. Not the God kind of life, yeah, that's right. not the abundant life. That's Didn't we right. read John 10, 10 where he, Jesus said, I've come to give you an abundant life. If it's not an abundant life, it doesn't belong in your life amen so it's so important not to allow uh, the lines to get blurred you know there there ought to be no confusion about what is right and what is wrong there ought to be no confusion about you know what belongs to us we know as believers healing belongs to us walking in divine health belongs to you and i it's part of our inheritance jesus purchased our healing our deliverance on the cross he purchased it 2,000 years ago, why would I live on this earth and not partake of my inheritance? Amen. 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 And uh, let's turn to Proverbs 28. So we're going to be bold. I want us to, to start growing in our boldness about what belongs to us and not to become complacent about, mm, well, you know, my dad had it. My grandpa had it. Now I have it. I mean, that's just life. No, that's not part of the abundant life. Amen. 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 Proverbs 28, 1. Say amen when you get there. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 28, 1 says, The wicked flee when no one is looking, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. That's you. You're the righteous. If you've asked Jesus into your heart, if you're a believer... You've asked the Lord to be, you've asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life. You are the righteous. What does that mean? It means you're righteous. You're in right standing with God. And if you're in right standing with God, you're bold as a lion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say bold as a lion. Bold lion. No, the lion was known as the king of beasts. He's known as the king of beasts. He has courage. He has confidence. Does he run from um, uh, any threat? We don't, i You know, you watch those National Geographic, that lion's not running from anything. He's running after his prey. (laughs) There is nothing that can threaten a lion, well, that I've seen. He can roar and it can be heard from miles away, right? He's the animal to be reckoned with. And the Bible is comparing us to, you're supposed to be bold as a lion, right? Fearless, fearless, invincible. Praise God. God used the lion to describe the demeanor of what we are supposed to be like us as His children, we're supposed to be bold, not shy. Praise God! Say, "I'm bold, I'm bold. bold as a lion." As you a know, lion. the New Testament um, it says you can ask God for boldness. Praise the Lord! Amen. Praise God! Don't be like, "Well, I'm just shy." You can't be shy with your inheritance. If someone said, "You know, you have an inheritance," uh, your great great grandfather. Um, on your mother's side that you didn't even know you had, he left you an inheritance of $1 million. You know, would you be like, oh, I'm, I'm just too shy to go get it. You'd be like, $1 million, that's mine, I'm going to go get it, right? The shyness flies out the window, right? How much greater is our inheritance uh, that God has provided for us? Amen. So when we're bold, we're fearless, we're refusing to retreat. Don't retreat from any attack. We're bold as a lion. Lions don't retreat. Amen. We face threats head on. Say head on with the word. Boy, we have the word in our mouth. It's the word of the Lord that delivers us. It's God's word that um, that causes all opposition to flee. Praise God. Put his word in your mouth. Amen. We face those threats. We face opposition with the word in our heart and in our mouth. And we are bold when we do it. We're taking our place of authority. Praise God. Even though we may naturally, you know, maybe you are naturally a shy person. But listen, if a thief tried to come into your house, touch your kids, touch your stuff, would you still be shy? You'd be like, oh no, let me grab this. Let me grab that. You better get out of my house. All of a sudden, uh, a supernatural boldness would arise on the inside of you, right? That's the same way we ought to be with our inheritance and what God has has provided for us amen amen. listen church we can't be sitting idly around day by day and wonder well i don't know why my life isn't going according to you know the plan according to the bible how it should be you know you can't just sit around and wait for god to do something Mm -hmm. praise god praise god i said you can't just sit around Mm -hmm. and wait for god well i'm just waiting on god i mean i know his word but i'm waiting on god to, to do that no god's waiting on You, God's waiting on me to rise up, amen. In faith and take our authority, take what belongs to us as believers, amen. We are of the household of faith. Say, I'm of the household of faith. faith. Come on, so even though the enemy he may be working against you and your family, he may be working against your finances or against your health, you rise up in faith and you resist the devil, you tell him where he ought to go devil i resist you i'm submitted to god i'm in i'm in uh walking in his ways obedient to god and i resist you devil and you must flee isn't that what um that story of uh kenneth hagan there was a woman and she had had unforgiveness in her heart towards her mother-in-law and her daughter had been having seizures and they were uh i think they were very pretty severe she was a young little girl and the Lord said, don't pray for the little girl, tell the mother, uh, she needs to forgive. She needs to forgive her, her mother-in-law. And so, uh, eventually make a long story short. She did forgive her mother-in-law and now Kenneth Hagin said, now all you have to do is say, because I'm walking in love, those seizures can't stay on my girl because I'm walking. What, what was she saying? Because I'm submitted to God. Because I'm submitted to his ways. Because I'm submitted to God, I can resist the devil, and he has to flee. Yes. And when she did that, she submitted to God in her love walk. The devil couldn't touch. She, I'm, I'm submitted to God. I love my mother-in-law. I'm walking in love. And devil, you have to take your hands off of my daughter. Yes. Praise God. And guess what? That little girl never had another seizure after that. I believe one tried to come back one at one point and the mother stood up and she said no i'm walking in love devil you can't touch my daughter she was submitted to god when you're walking in love that's one way we submit to god right but there are many things that the lord may have asked you to do you're submitted to god you're yielded to him you're obeying him you can resist the devil he has to flee there's a boldness there that we can walk in Amen? amen praise god so we have to wake up and do something about it uh-huh. you know that mother could have just sat around and well you know whenever God wants to heal my daughter he'll heal her listen God already healed her daughter 2,000 years ago on the cross he took that sickness the disease he took seizures on his body so she wouldn't have to live like that yeah. and she if she would have sat there and well I'm just waiting on God I mean I, yeah I believe God's my healer but I'm just waiting on him she wouldn't have walked out the healing And had that healing for her daughter but she rose up and said you know when she heard the word of the Lord you need to forgive and walk in love I forgive I'm walking in love I resist you devil and she had to get up and say no she had to open up her mouth and say now that I'm walking in love you can't touch my daughter so you have to say something The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You have to say that you're redeemed. Say your children are redeemed. Say your finances are redeemed. Come on, call for those things to to come into your life because they belong to you. But we can't sit idly by and just, well, I'm waiting on God. No, God is waiting on us to rise up in faith, open up our mouths, and to say something. Amen? Amen? I love the story of David and Goliath. David was bold say bold. Bold. You know, he, here he was approaching one of the biggest threats of his life. The, the giant Goliath, the Philistine, right? But you know what, what what I find interesting about David is he was bold. Mm -hmm. He was bold in his approach. The Bible says he ran towards him. Mm -hmm. He ran towards his enemy. Mm -hmm. Come on. But guess what? He also had the word of the Lord in his mouth. He didn't run at that giant with his mouth closed. He ran at that giant with his mouth open. He was bold in his approach. He wasn't shy. He was bold. I'm going to take this giant out. He was bold to say. He was bold to answer the fear, the threats, the opposition. Come on. He was bold to tell. um, He told Saul, this is an uncircumcised Philistine. Philistine. He was bold. Come on. He was bold to tell Goliath what God had done for him. He told Saul, look, I already killed a, a bear. I killed a lion. Mm-hmm. I got this. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, he was bold yeah. because he knew that God was backing him up. He was a covenant man. He had a covenant with God. Amen. Amen. He was, And then he was bold to tell Goliath what God would do. He said, today, today God will deliver you into my hand. Yeah. He was bold. He wasn't shy about it. Uh, Praise God. Let's turn to that. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 17. Amen. Let's look at how David approached the enemy. This is how we ought to approach the enemy. When he comes, he tries to threaten us, tries to threaten our kids, tries to threaten our our peace in our home, tries to threaten our finances, or he tries to threaten our bodies with sickness. Those are threats, and I'm going to encourage you to not call them idle threats. Those are idle threats. They mean nothing to me because I don't believe you, devil. I believe what the word says about me. Amen. First Samuel 17, verse 45. And here's David. He starts talking to the Goliath once he got out there. Listen, when you have an enemy, you better talk to it. When you have a threat, you better talk to it. If you don't talk to it, it won't leave. Didn't we just read James 4, 7, resist the devil and he will flee. How do you resist? It's not something oh, I think in my mind, resist you devil. No, you have to talk to it. Yeah. You know, if there's a little, uh, you know, I was saying a few weeks ago, a cat tried to get into our house. Well, you've got to push that cat out, right? You've got to talk to those things and tell them to get, go, go home. First Samuel 17, 45. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Come on. He's saying, You come to me with all these these threats, these weapons. Nah, means nothing, because I come to you with the name of the Lord. Come on, church. You've got the name of Jesus backing you up. You've got the authority of heaven backing you up come on he said this day listen to what david said david told that giant he spoke to that threat and he told it this is what's going to happen to you mm-hmm. Good. so you have to tell the enemy this is what's going to happen to you today yeah, that's right. this day the lord will deliver you into my hand come on. had it happened yet hadn't happened yet nothing had happened all the armies were afraid they were in fear not no one else stepped up to take out Goliath no one else had the courage or the strength no one else had the boldness you might be the only one in your family that has boldness you don't be worried about what everybody else is doing or not doing you just step up you rise up and you face that giant with the word in your mouth because God's word is backed by his power Hey, the Bible says his words do not return void, but they will accomplish that which he has promised. They will produce just as the rain waters the earth and produces God's words. They they produce effects in your life. Come on. They don't return empty. That water, when it rains, it doesn't return empty. It's the same thing with God's words. When you put God's words in your mouth, it won't return empty. There's power backing it up. It will produce something. Amen. And he said this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. Now I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I will strike you and take your head from you. Come on. He was prophesying. This is what I'm going to do to you. You got to start prophesying to your opposition. Start prophesying to your threats, to those things that are threatening your health this day. I'm done with you, sickness. Mm-hmm. This day, I'm done with you, pain. This day, I'm done with poverty. I'm done with barely making it. This day, I'm done with you touching my kids, touching my family. I'm done with it. Yes. You've got to speak to it and say, this day, come on. Yes. This day, prophesy to those things that are, yes. that are coming up against you. Speak to them and tell them, this is what's going to happen to you today. Yeah. Right. Don't let them talk back to you. See, the rest of the army, they were all standing back. Why? They were listening That's right. to the threats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were listening to the opposition. See, if you don't open up your mouth, if you sit idly by and you're just sitting there, yeah. you may not think you're doing anything, but I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're not opening up your mouth, if you're not running towards that opposition with the word, you're just sitting there listening. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna listen and you're gonna listen. And guess what? The more you listen, the more you believe the lies of the enemy. Mm-hmm. That whole army, these were God's people. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This was his army. This was the army of the living God. God had promised them victory, but they sat there and they listened to the lies of the enemy, mm-hmm. the threats of Goliath. And the longer you listen to the devil's lies, the more you're going to believe it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's so true. open up your mouth don't sit idly by listening. You be like David. Don't be like all the rest of the army sitting back You be like David. I'm running at this thing with my mouth wide open, with boldness, with the word in my mouth, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you, sickness. I'm telling you what's going to happen to you, poverty. You're done in this house. I'm telling you what's going to happen to you, pain. I'm telling you what's going to happen to you, disease. You are done. I am redeemed. Come on. I'm a covenant. I'm a covenant woman. I'm a covenant man. I've got a covenant with the living God. Come on. He's made me victorious. I'm an overcomer. Come on, David was an overcomer, and he said, "I'm going to strike you. I'm going to take your head off." Woo! He got sassy. Why? God was backing him up. Come on, and he said, "This day, I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air." He's already listen. That man's still alive, and he's talking about his carcass. (laughs) He's talking about this was going to happen to you. You're dead. You're done. You're done with your threats. You're done sitting here trying to intimidate us. You're done. Come on. You're done. You better tell those threats. You're done. Mm-hmm. Trying to intimidate you and your family. You're done intimidating us in this house. You just open up your mouth and you answer back. Come on, with boldness, with boldness, God's power is backing you up. God's power is backing up his word in your mouth praise god and he said and all the earth will know that there's a god in israel come on and then all this assembly shall know that the lord does not save with sword and spear for the battle is the lord's and he will give you into our hands hey the battle is the Lord's. you can say the battle is the lord's when He put his words in your mouth Uh the battle is god's it's done i'm already a victor i'm not going to let you intimidate me threaten me, tell me what the future of my child's going to be, tell me what the future of of my finances are going to be or my marriage is going to be, we open up our mouth and we tell the devil, no devil, let me tell you what my marriage is going to look like. This is 2020. This is the best year for my marriage ever. Come on. I'm going to tell you what my body looks like. I walk in divine health. Healing is mine. Healing is mine. Health is mine. No sickness or disease can touch this body because I'm a child of God. Devil, let me tell you, this day I'm done with that pain. That reoccurring pain keeps trying to come into my legs. Oh, no, you don't. You're done. You're done here and now. You're done. I am the redeemed of the Lord, and I say so. Woo! You tell the devil what the outcome will be. Praise God. Boldness doesn't report. It doesn't repeat the report of the world. Faith doesn't repeat the report of the world. Come on. Faith doesn't talk about what's going on, See. the world, this is happening in the world, this is See. happening in my finances, this is happening with my kids. Yeah. That's not faith. You're, you're not of this world. You live in this world, but don't let the world come in and, and speak through you. Yeah. Right. Speak words of faith. Speak words of life. Amen. Amen. Repeat the word of the Lord. Yeah. What has God said to you about your children? You keep speaking it. You keep declaring it. I don't care if it looks like it gets worse. You keep repeating the word of the Lord. You keep your faith going. You keep your words going. Amen. Boldness isn't begging. It's not pleading. It's not, oh, I'm wishing. It's not even hoping. Mm. Boldness is knowing. It's knowing. There's a confidence when you pray. There's a confidence when you say, I know my God is backing me up. And there's an anointing on that boldness. Mm -hmm. If you'll rise up and be bold, you run at your enemy. You run at those threats. You run at that intimidation. The devil trying to intimidate you, tell you what's going to happen in your family. You think you can touch my kids? You think you can touch my finances? You think you can come in here and mess with this or mess with that? I don't think so, devil. We're redeemed. We live under the blessing of the Lord. We're submitted to God. We're walking in his ways. I resist you. You better take your strife and get out of this house. See, don't give the devil a foothold. That's why I was saying earlier, you got to know what's right and what's wrong. Because those little wrong things, a little offense, a little strife, a little being touchy, not walking in love. See, what happens is you open the door to the devil. You gotta you, and it's gonna be hard to be bold. Yeah. It's hard to have confidence when you're you're giving place to the devil. Mm. That's why the Bible says, submit to God. Yeah. And then resist the devil and he will flee. Amen. So submit to God. I mean, in other words, I'm a doer of the word. Yeah. I do the word, I'm quick to do it. Yeah. I'm not, well. Maybe I'll do it next week. Maybe I'll start doing it in a month. You know, 2021 sounds like a good year to start doing it. I'll start in 2021, you know, because, you know, it's Thanksgiving. We got Christmas. I'll start in 2021. No, I'm doing the word now. I'm submitted to God now. Now. I want the blessings of the Lord to work in my life now. now. Come on. My faith is now. now. I'm not waiting. I'm not putting off what God has told me to do. Amen. Amen. When you know God, you'll make movement because he's backing you up Mm -hmm. and you're bold about who you are. Now I want you to listen to this. Be bold about who you are in him, not who you are in this world or who you are in the flesh. That's That's not the real you. Be bold about who you are in him. He is in you and you are in Christ. Be bold about who you are in him. Praise God. Because your flesh isn't the real you. Your flesh right. will try and get you to do this and do that. And you, you don't have to be bold in your own abilities. You know, the Bible says in, I believe it's Philippians 2. I have it written here. Philippians 2, 13. And um, the Amplified, it says, Not in your own strength, for it is God all the while effectually at work in you. Come on. Energizing and creating in you the power and the desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction, and delight. Listen, you're not bold in your own strength, you're not bold in, well, you know, your own mind. The Bible says you have the mind of Christ, you're bold in, I'm bold in God's power, God's strength in me, yeah, God's ability. In me, not my own ability, not what I can do, not my own personality. Well, I'm shy or I'm too timid. I'm not bold in those things. I'm bold in the power of God, the Spirit of God on the inside of me. I'm bold in that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. That same Spirit that brings resurrection life lives in me. Praise God. It's not in my own strength. So see see how much bolder you can be when you know it's not yourself? Right. When you know it's not you? <laughs> it's not you. It's the power of God in you. It's yeah. God's Spirit in you that you're relying on. You're not relying on your own abilities. You're not relying on your own personality. You're relying on God in you. And that's where your boldness comes. It comes from knowing Him and knowing who He is in you and who you are in Him. Amen? 1 John 4, 4. You can turn there in your Bible. This is a great verse. Praise God. We're bold in him. And I'm going to tell you why we're bold in him. 1 John 4, 4 says you are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in this world. Come on, David knew that God was backing him up. You know, in the Old Testament, they didn't even have the Spirit of God living on the inside of them as Old Testament believers. But we are New Testament believers. We have a a better covenant with God. He is on the inside of us. His Spirit is in us, working in us. Come on, we've got His power. And He says, greater is He. Greater is God in you than anything that's in this world any sickness in this world any disease in this world any confusion any lack um, any kind of well, you know, our, our, our family, there's a curse in our family, or it's a generational thing. No, greater is he yes. that is in you yes. than he that is in the world. Yes. See, something like that. Well, you know, it's a generational thing. It's passed down from generation. No, no, no. It stops right here, right now. We're under a new bloodline. Yes. I put a stop to it. I'm yes. running at that with my mouth wide open. See, if you sit and listen, well, yeah, it is a generational thing. You know, and nobody even has to be there. You could be sitting in a place all by yourself. You could be sitting at home, sitting on the couch, driving in your car, and all of a sudden, here comes these thoughts, the enemy. What's he doing? He's throwing his fiery darts at you. Well, you know, it's a generational thing. You know, they had it. You have it. Your kids are going to have it. And you just sit there, and you don't respond back. You don't open up your mouth. Yeah, eh, yes, and that's where we... Oh, Well, you know, it's 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 normal. I mean, you know, they had. No, that's not normal for a believer. That's not normal for someone who's redeemed from the curse. That's not normal for someone who's living in the kingdom of God under the blessings of the Lord. That's not supposed to be our normal because we're not of this world. Praise God. We're of the heavenly world. We're of the glory world. Come on. There's no sickness in glory. There's no generational curses or generational diseases in glory. No generational heart problems in glory. Bible says your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come on. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no disease. There's no COVID in heaven. Hey, come on. We're redeemed from COVID. We're redeemed from any kind of sickness and disease. Come on. It says you've overcome because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Praise God. That's a good confession right there. When the devil tries to talk to you, tell you, you know, well, you know. Everybody's got it. Not me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Goes on to say, therefore, they speak as of the world and the world hears them. But we are of God Mm -hmm. and he who knows God hears us. Come on. Mm -hmm. We are of God. We're not of this world. His spirit lives on the inside of us. Praise God. Turn over a little bit to the next chapter. First John chapter five. Praise God. Praise God. We're getting in his word. We're reading, what does God say about us? And we're going to be bold in our inheritance, taking what belongs to us. Yes, amen. amen. Bold when the enemy comes and tells us, you know, gives us lies, shoots those, those fiery darts to our mind. Amen. 1 John 5, 4 says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Yeah. Come on. There's that word again. You're an overcomer. Yes. You overcome the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Come on. It goes on to say, who is he who overcomes the world? Who? Who is he who overcomes the world? Just anybody? No. It says he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. Come on. We believe Jesus is the son of God. He's living on the inside of me. This is the victory that overcomes the world. I have faith In my Jesus, I have faith. I know he's the son of God. He died for me. He took my place on the cross. He redeemed me. Come on. Galatians 3, 13. We read it earlier. It says he has redeemed us from the curse. Mm -hmm. Praise God. This boldness comes from a place of knowing God. And River Church, we've been talking about um, not just keeping what we know to ourselves but sharing it with others. And there, is, there ought to be a boldness about um, knowing, you know, I know what God did for me. Yeah. I know what God did for me, and I know what he's doing for me. Yeah. I know God's working on my behalf. I know I have it now by faith. It shall all come to pass. I can be bold in saying that because I know God's working. I know I'm, I'm a victor, and greater is he who lives in me than he that's in the world. And we ought to be bold about that. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Praise Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. We've been redeemed from the curse. Poverty is under the curse. Sickness is under the curse. Spiritual death is under the curse. That means you're no longer under that curse. You're no longer under it. It should have no place in your life. Those things are no longer a part of your life. They're no longer part of your identity. They were a part of your identity as the old man, Mm -hmm. as someone who didn't know the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now that you know the Lord, you're redeemed from those things. You're no longer under the curse. Amen. Amen. So when they try to come, now we live in this world, so they will try and creep in. That sickness, it'll try and creep in. Mm -hmm. That poverty, it'll try and creep in. Those things, they'll try and creep in because we live in this natural world. But when they do, you have to treat them like a robber trying to get into your house. Yeah. Like a robber trying to come into your home. Yeah. Anything that's under the curse is a robber. Mm-hmm. Anything that's under the curse, it's a robber. It's from the Good, enemy to yeah. steal, kill, and destroy. Don't get used to headaches. Yeah. Don't get used to pains. Come on. Don't get used to barely making it. Don't grow accustomed to living from paycheck to paycheck. Don't grow accustomed to anything that's under the curse. It's it's not part of the abundant life It's under the curse. And church, it just was so strong in me. Don't grow accustomed to these things. Mm -hmm. Don't grow accustomed to things that are in the world that other people deem as normal or natural. You know, well, you know, you're young. You'll, you'll barely bank it for a while, but one day you'll have enough. Yeah, right. No, you can have enough right now. Right. He's the God who's more than enough. We don't have to struggle. Well, you know, I'm young, so I'm struggling. No, God can give you a creative idea. God can give you a witty invention. God, I've, I know people, God's get, put money in their hands. They don't have a degree. Maybe they came up with an idea. God gave them. You know, the Bible says he gives you the power to get wealth. We don't have to wait go out and take what belongs to you he's put you in your hands the power to get wealth go get some wealth and if you don't know where to go ask god lord what do you want me to do you said you've given me the power to get wealth you don't have to wait till you're 50. Yeah. praise god church we don't have to wait till we're 50. Yeah. well when i'm 50 then i'll have everything because you know i've been working and then i'll have a no, no 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 you can have it at a younger age the bible doesn't say when you're older then all these things will be added unto you Mm -hmm. the bible says seek him first and then all these things will be added unto you praise god you can seek him first when you're 18. Uh you don't have to wait seek him first now and all these things will be added unto you hey hallelujah Hallelujah. so don't grow accustomed to um, things from the enemy that would try and come in your life recognize the little things recognize the little pains recognize oh devil you're trying to steal my money right here oh no you're not right. recognize recognize those little things the little foxes that the enemy would try and yep. bring recognize that little offense oh oh, oh oh, i'm holding something against that person oh i had a wrong fe- i had a wrong thought recognize those things that the enemy would try and just little things you know recognize the worry yeah. well you know it's natural for people to worry I mean I don't know how you could you know have have children and never worry well the Bible says take no thought come, come on, on. It says you don't take any thought for tomorrow don't be thinking about it. don't take on any cares for the Bible says he cares for you mm-hmm. see how the world well, it's normal to no it's not mm-hmm. not in God's kingdom they're not worrying up in heaven come see on. if you're not sure what is what belongs to you yeah go to heaven Think, not go to heaven, but you know, think what belongs in heaven. Is there worry in heaven? No. So I don't have to worry down here. Come on. Yeah. Is there a lack in heaven? No. So I don't have to lack down here. See, we don't have to wait to get to heaven to experience heaven. That's right. We can have heaven on earth. Now going to glory, to the glory world, to heaven. Yes, it'll be wonderful, but we're, we don't have to struggle on earth. Yeah. We don't have to let those giants intimidate us, threaten us lie to us tell us you're never gonna make it i mean you've already failed once see the enemy he'll try and bring up your failures to get you from stepping out again Mm -hmm. and you have to be bold and know that's why i said earlier you got to know what what the devil what he does what his tactics are Mm -hmm. and be bold and go just because i failed once doesn't mean i'm not going to try again Mm -hmm. don't be afraid of failure god will help you succeed Sometimes we may step out in faith and maybe it didn't work out exactly how we wanted. That's okay. I'm gonna get up and try again. Good. I've got God backing me up. Maybe I didn't do things right that first time or maybe it didn't work out, but that's okay. I hear the voice of my shepherd. I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, a stranger I will not follow. I know his voice. I have an unction from the Holy one. I know all things. He's leading me and guiding me into all truth. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So river church, I want to encourage you to be bold, in what belongs to you. Amen. Amen. Be bold in what belongs to your family. Good. Be bold and don't grow weary in well-doing. For in due season you will reap. And you be like David. Say this day, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. That, basically, that's what David was saying. This day I'm cutting your head off. You better cut off the head of that thing that's been speaking to you. That's right. I said cut its head off. Trying to condemn you. Tell you you're not worth it. Tell you, you've made too many mistakes. Tell you, why try again? You better cut the head off of the enemy that's been lying to you. See, the enemy will speak to you. It's your job to answer back. It's your job to run at that enemy with his word, God's word, in your mouth and say, Oh, no, you don't. You're done intimidating me. You're done uh, bringing fear. The enemy would try and bring fear into your life. Keep you bound by fear. Right now, I'm going to pray for you. I bind that spirit of fear that's been trying to hold you back in Jesus' name. That spirit of fear that's been surrounding you. We command you. If that's you, if you've been facing, there's just been fear wrapped around. I feel like it's, I see it like enveloping your your being, enveloping your body, your mind. We rebuke that spirit of fear. And wherever you are right now, you just speak to it. And say, fear, I rebuke you, and I command you to go in Jesus' mighty name. There is no fear in heaven. Fear is not part. It's not to be a part of our life. Now you say, I'm free from fear. Fear you go. And when you feel that fear, try to come back. No, you don't fear. You get out of my house. You get off of my life. I refuse a spirit of fear. I do not have a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. It is written. It is written, I have a sound mind. I have a sound mind. No fear here in Jesus' name. Amen. River Church, we love you. I'm telling you, as you go throughout this week, I know the Lord was speaking to you. There's been some things that, that have been, I feel like they've been kind of laying around in your house, if I could say that spiritually speaking. And they're not supposed to be there. They're not, they've taken up uh, up residence In your house and they're not supposed to be there and tonight you need to kick them out you need to tell those things whatever they are you know what they are you've kind of let them slip they've slipped on in they're they're there in your home and you need to kick them out and tell it to get out of your house whether it's strife poverty sickness pain whatever it is it could be a number of things you resist the devil and you tell them I'm done putting up with this you get out of my house in Jesus' name. Amen. God. I'm in agreement with you. And I know we're going to hear testimonies. Praise God. Praise God. We have answers. We have answers, answers. from the throne room yes. tonight. I believe we all got answers tonight. And I hope you got stirred up. Yep. Come on. Take your authority. Walk in victory because the greater one lives in you. Amen. Amen. Know who you are in Christ just like David. Run at that enemy. Run at him with your mouth wide open with God's word in your mouth. And you tell the enemy, no, this is what's going to happen. Don't let the enemy tell you what's going to happen. You tell him, no, this is what's going to happen. My body's healed. No, this is what's going to happen. I'm taking off your head. I have more than enough. I'm done with barely getting by. I have plenty. Come on. You start speaking the word. Get your scriptures. That's the word of the Lord for you. His scriptures in your mouth. Amen? Amen. Amen. River Church, we love you. Have a good night and we will see you Sunday morning.